0: Hi, I'm Cindy Ma, and this is Tea with She. This is a program where we gather with women in the know to discuss the latest happenings from parenting to health and relationships, all the way to food and politics and whatever is going on with us as women. Um, This is a program that we're broadcasting from Berkeley, California, and we'll have this program weekly Today, our guest is Shayna Sturm, who is a classically trained homeopath. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, what homeopathy is, um, the major differences between conventional medicine and homeopathy, as well as some practical uses for it. So please meet Shayna Sturm. My name is Shayna Sturm. I am a homeopath,
1: I'm trained in classical homeopathy and I have a private practice in Oakland, California. I have two children of my own and two stepchildren. Being a mother has completely shaped who I am, and the responsibility of raising children is 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 huge and makes me not only concerned about the future, but invested in the future. One of my passions is plants and gardening. When I was in high school, I learned how to propagate plants by putting them in water or dirt. And then I just turned my bedroom into like a jungle. And I've never stopped, really. I, I do a lot of gardening. I love to grow food. Um, and so on some level, that's something I've always known. My grandparents were farmers. One thing that I'm passionate about is health care, health, wellness ideas about how to make a better future, how to make human life on Earth sustainable.
0: Okay. Thank you for joining us today in the studio, Shayna. We also have uh, with us Tam Starita, who is hosting our Zoom call for our virtual audience, Tam. Um, And just a word about why we decided to do this show. Um, um, some of you may or may not have heard of homeopathy. I think that uh, a lot of our viewers and a lot of moms have probably seen in um, Whole Foods, or that's where I first saw it anyway, the, just the vials of um, these homeopathic medicine. And I wondered, you know, what is all of this? Uh, when I became a first and uh, a new mom. Um, and I think some people also came to it um, when conventional medicine didn't meet their needs and were exploring alternative medicine. And this is one of the things that we want to do with the show, just to open people up to different um, types of medicine or ways to treat yourself. And so, um, so why don't you tell us about how you found homeopathy and why you're so passionate about it?
2: Yeah, all of those apply to me as well. My my personal story is that I was in my early 20s and living in San Francisco at the time and became increasingly dissatisfied with conventional health care
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the way that it worked or didn't work in my life. And um, at one point, I ran into my primary care physician uh, on public transportation, and she didn't know... I I was very enthusiastic, hello, doctor, you know, and she didn't know who who I was or that I was even a patient, and Mm -hmm. I thought, wow, something is really wrong here, and that led me to seek out um, something different and more personal and more, that felt more connected for me, and coincidentally, at that time, I wandered into um, an herbal shop in San Francisco, and they were giving a presentation on uh, a homeopath was giving a presentation on what is homeopathy, mm-hmm. and I was instantly captivated. Wow! And um, I started to see that person as a practitioner, and the effect of the medicine was was huge in my life, just life changing, mm-hmm. and um, really improved my health in many ways that I didn't expect. And so then, having become kind of converted through my own personal experience, um, then I began to ask, well, what is this and, and how does it work? And that really um, is a fascinating, there's a fascinating sort of philosophy behind this medicine. And that's what drew me in. And then I ended up going to school and becoming a homeopath.
0: Yeah. Tell us about that because um, what the major, I mean, it's, it's, it's a totally different system of thinking about how the body works and how it heals as opposed to Western conventional medicine right what are
2: homeopathy is a unique form of medicine Um, it's popular worldwide It's very widely used in Europe in India in Africa And so one of the main principles behind the medicine, and and it's a principle that's known to all forms of medicine, is that something that can um, uh, cause harm in the body can also cure the body. Mm -hmm. And homeopathy is one of the only forms of medicine that actually pursues that idea as the form of medicine itself. Mm -hmm. So it's totally natural. Um, It's completely compatible with any other form of medicine or healthcare. Um, it's totally non-toxic and it taps into the body's intrinsic ability to heal itself. So it's really not, at the end of the day, it's not the medicine that does the healing, it's one's own body.
0: Yeah, there, um, So when I was a new mom, I was reading all about um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs, which is, is Tylenol and Advil, all of those things, I think, fall into that category of being careful to limit its use as a mother as well as when you're treating your child. Um, so this is part of what made me explore this this area. Um, and there's a there's a tie into homeopathy and water. Is there some uh, water element in intrinsic in the homeopathy?
2: Um, It's The homeopathic remedies are prepared by a homeopathic pharmacy, Uh they're regulated by the FDA, and part of the process is a dilution process, so it's diluted in water. Um, And um, the idea is that somehow the energy of the original substance, the original herb or mineral or whatever it is, it's um, transferred through the water into the final product of the medicine.
0: Mm. Okay. Um, So we wanted to talk about um, practical uses for it. As I I have started to purchase homeopathy, I saw a homeopath for my daughter who had a condition that we tried to get to the bottom of for 13 years and finally found a homeopath that really helped her. And it's so easy to take because it's just these vials of little pellets that are like sugar pellets it's like nothing it's not like you know yucky medicine that you put under your tongue right and dissolves um you we we wanted to talk about sort of you know you had talked about something around the acute versus constitutional way of addressing a any kind of given symptom
2: yeah that's an important um concept to talk about especially in this situation where we want to give the people uh, something to take home, a little, something that they can actually do at home, something specific and concrete. So we're gonna go to that later, but it's important to sort of define the difference between acute versus constitutional care. So acute care is not particularly highly individualized. I mean, if if you got into a car accident or I got into a car accident, we're both gonna need probably the same set of remedies. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more generic, Okay, um, it's easy to use, people can do that at home. Um, it would be treating things at home like um, first aid situations, um, cuts and scrapes, bumps and bruises, um, okay. Yeah, unproblematic fevers, um, teething in a child, those kind of things can all be treated acutely at home versus constitutional treatment, which would involve ongoing chronic issues that we all have. And those are treated homeopathically in a highly individualized way. Okay. So your migraine and my migraine are not going to need the same remedy hmm. because we're not the same person. And when you really hone in on how those migraines manifest, you'll find a world of difference. Okay. And so it becomes very, very personalized medicine on a constitutional level.
0: So um, that's very interesting because you're, it's not treating – the symptom is the migraine, but you're saying the treatment method would be, it could be totally different. It's very holistic.
2: So if if 20 people came to me for treatment for migraines, I would need to sit with each of them for quite a while. My initial visit is a couple of hours. And in that time, I'm trying to learn all about their body, their health history, what their body does under stress. Historically, what have they suffered from or struggled with. I want to know about their emotional life, what emotions they struggle with, all the ways that that individual manifests their spirit and body in the world. And that is gonna help me find the right remedy, not just the fact that they suffer from migraines.
0: Okay, and then so from the constitutional perspective, once you do that, that consultation and kind of do this deep history, um, like there are certain remedies for people that then can like just all their symptoms of all of these things could help yes. all of them?
2: Yeah. The, the way that I, the um, analogy I like to use is it's kind of like each and every one of us has a harbor full of boats and one of the boats is migraines and another one is digestive issues and another one is sleep trouble and what have you and if we can find the right remedy It is the tide that raises all the boats not just one at one at a time mm-hmm. So people will come to see me for a migraine and my goal is to improve the migraines just as an example, but I'm keeping an eye out for Everything else to have change or improvement as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um- Tam and I were talking about and prep for this show, and she was asking about the benefits of uh, homeopathy, maybe specifically for women and children. I mean, maybe for children in particularly, because you said that it's, it's not toxic, it's not, whereas other pharmaceuticals are. Is that how, would you say that?
2: Yeah, um, homeopathy is, homeopathic remedies are, totally non-toxic. It can be used alongside uh, any other kind of medicine, including conventional medicine. Um, When you think about how it works, the remedy is like a message to the body's vital force. Mm -hmm. So the vital force is a term we use in homeopathy. In Chinese medicine, they use the term qi, Mm -hmm. which is another vague but meaningful term in our culture, people kind of have a feeling of what that means. It's more than just the immune system. So that's what the remedy taps into. And then you think about children, they haven't had a lifetime of suppression and medical treatments and interventions and a uh, toxic burden in the body. So their vital force is incredibly available. And when you give them a homeopathic remedy, they tend to respond really well.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Um I personally have been making this shift into con- from conventional medicine to um I mean I'm exploring all kinds of things that's why we're we're doing this show and so um I took a picture of my medicine cabinet <laughs> to sh- to show people um we also have a picture of Shayna's medicine cabinet to show you as well because this is fascinating to me right like it used to be all I knew was you know, you know, you have Tylenol and cold and cough syrup, Robitussin, and, you know, Advil, like that was like what I had. And actually now I have a lot more things I I have been experimenting with. So um, this is my medicine cabinet. Um, We are interested in like, where are viewers? Where are women and mothers today? What are they um, using for themselves and for their families? And so um, Tam, we can talk to what are you hearing from our viewers, um, and we will go and uh, after this, we'll we'll talk about you know practical uses of homeopathy.
3: Absolutely. Um, so this is a quick reminder for our audience, and thank you so much, Shaina and Cindy. There's a huge amount of enthusiasm on this topic based upon what I'm seeing here online. So just a reminder for our um, callers please submit your questions in the Q&A section of uh, this webinar. Uh, There's an area there for you to submit your questions, and if you for some reason can't find it, you can submit your question via the chat feature as well. So feel free to just send in your questions now, and um, I will just present them to Shana and Cindy to get them addressed. So thanks for your questions. To keep them coming, there's a number of questions already coming in. let's see here. Can remedies be dangerous to certain people if they take it the wrong way or take the wrong one? So maybe that's the first question for Shana. Um, You know, this is a a topic that's particularly of interest to me because I also am a parent and I have three kids. Uh, This year, I've been making more conscious efforts to to really uh, explore some of the uh, homeopathic um, remedies. Uh, My daughter, my eight-year-old daughter, had an an ear infection, and we typically, you know, in in past years have been used to being prescribed amoxicillin and such. And, you know, I really wanted to look at alternative Mm -hmm. um, medicine, and I went down this path. So I'm really happy to, and I was really enthusiastic to see Shana on, today because I want to know more of how I can bring this into my family I also have a 12 year old girl and a 13 year old son so you know this is something really near and dear to my heart and outside of my kids I want to be able to find solutions that are going to be beneficial for me as well so um, I do have my own questions but please um, send in your questions um,
0: as they are coming in so is gonna show us some of the things that are in her toolbox. Um, I don't know if you wanted to respond to some of those questions. Yeah, I wanna
2: quick answer a couple of those questions. One question was, if you take the wrong remedy or too much of a remedy, um, can it cause a problem? Yeah. And so, um, going back to our conversation earlier about acute versus constitutional, Mm -hmm. um, it's not a good idea to do self-treatment for constitutional. Care meaning ongoing issues. Okay. So, um, we're. I wanted to make sure to send the audience home today with something really specific and really tangible and hands-on that you can actually do at home, totally safely. Okay. Um, the wrong giving the wrong remedy will not cause a problem as long as the person does not take it in any ongoing way. So, a few doses of a wrong remedy generally is not going to when the message to the body from the remedy is the wrong message it just doesn't 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 really respond yeah it doesn't take it doesn't respond it's kind of a dud nothing much happens yeah um if someone were to take a remedy in a repeated way and in an ongoing way like you know once a week for months on end Mm -hmm. that can be a problem so i i don't recommend doing that but um just um a couple of acute solutions that are really specific, really tangible, and really easy to do at home. Okay. The first one is Arnica. So Arnica is kind of a, a gateway homeopathic <laughs> remedy that many people start with, yeah. especially with their children, yeah. as you mentioned. Um, Arnica is very Here. simple to use. It is um, a plant-based homeopathic remedy, and it is great for any kind of soft tissue injury so this could be um a bump a bruise a cut um a scrape anything that you might a sprained ankle um anything where you might reach for ice to uh-huh. put on you know like maybe a child falls and hits their head and it, it's not an emergency you don't it's not something you would go to the er for however you might put ice on it or you might elevate the ankle or whatever, that's the kind of situation in which you could reach for Arnica. It has an internal remedy, which is a small pellet um, like that, that you take internally. And then there's also a topical Arnica that comes in many forms, creams and um, oils and um, various products that you can use externally. What I recommend to people is my sort of, Thumbnail rule is that if it's something you're going to put ice on, um,
0: then you can use take a it internally. Oh, take it internally. Yes,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, the other remedy that I want to leave people with because it's also very easy to use at home is a remedy called calendula, and here I have it in a spray form. And the two are good to know in tandem or to learn in tandem because arnica is the remedy that you want to give. When this there's soft tissue injury, but the skin has not been opened, right?
0: You do not want to. It's like bruising, or even for yeah. I think of it as um, almost like even if you're like if you're like muscle strain, right? Is is that good it for can a, be, yes, It can okay. be. Yes, it can be. Okay. Calendula. Well,
2: the topical. Just to clarify, the topical arnica you would never put on broken skin. Okay. You could take Arnica internally for any kind of soft tissue. What would you put
0: this on then? So it says muscle ache, stiffness relieves bruising. Um,
2: Like, um, for example, one day my child uh, tripped and she just, everything lined up in this horrible way and she hit her head right here on the bench of a Like a picnic table. Yeah. And this goose egg just started to slowly puff up. Okay, okay. So it wasn't something that required an emergency room visit, but I gave her internal artica right away. So she took
0: that. Under the she tongue. took it under yeah. the
2: tongue and the goose egg just stopped Oh, and then it started to go down and she never had any serious bruising, which I'm sure she would have had without treatment.
0: Wow. Well, what about this? Would you put this on there if, she, if it didn't break? If the skin was not broken. Yeah, that's okay. important But it's, is, it, is it better to do the internal, this um, it's, the pellets it's it, versus the I would the cream? consider it more effective to do the internal. Okay. Yeah.
2: So again, rule of thumb, if it's something that you would reach for ice- I would take, put, it. take some Arnica. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, Calendula, on the other hand, is um, a remedy that could be used again topically or internally. I use it more topically and that's for broken skin. So any kind of scraped knee
0: or um, cut finger in the kitchen. Or... So you would use this, let's say, instead of Neosporin?
2: Yes, actually. Okay. So I don't have it here, but there's a lot of Calendula products come in like uh, ointment,
0: cream. So I use that ointment a lot. Why is that better to use than Neosporin? Let's say
2: Um, it's just a personal preference. So it's a natural product. It has no petroleum in it. Generally, Um, it's an herbal remedy, um, and it's great at so. So So is it is is it
0: antibacterial or or it is it it is okay and it
2: helps promote the healing. It does, yeah. Okay. Um, calendula is famous for helping close the skin. Okay. So it's, it is an important um, point to make to not put it on um, skin that you're not ready to close. So if you haven't gotten the glass out or you haven't gotten the the pebbles out of the knee, you're not ready for calendula.
3: You have to do a thorough cleaning because it's famous for closing the skin so quickly. Oh, okay. Yes, ladies. Thank you so much. It's been really informative. That's the... Uh, the gauge I'm getting from our audience. Thank you again. For those of you who have just joined the call, please feel free to go into the Q&A section, submit as many questions, because we'd like to make sure that this is informative for for you. Some of the questions you have may be something someone else did not think of, so please continue to send these wonderful questions. Um, There's uh, quite a few here, so I'm just gonna try to pull the ones that stand out. Are there any, Shaina, are there any contradictions um, or, mm. uh, or remedies that can interfere with medications?
2: That's a great question and, and no. Um, homeopathic remedies have no pharmacological content. They have no toxic content and therefore there are no contraindications. I do want to, I would just add that it is important that um, people continue to use their conventional medicine as prescribed by a doctor.
0: Okay. Um, so and, you can use it supplementarily with, yeah, it can with be whatever, a and, it, and it could help that condition, right?
2: Yeah. Homeopathy can be used alongside conventional medicine as a complement.
0: Okay. 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 Can you recommend
3: any specific books, um, Shana, is one of the questions?
2: We do have some specific titles to um, just get you started in what to do at home, um, how how to use this on your your own at home. So we're going to show on the screen a couple of titles. Um, These are just well-known authors that write really clearly about how to begin the process of learning how to use remedies at home on your own.
3: Here's another question coming in. What can I take for headaches and for hormonal issues? Mm.
2: Yeah, that is also a great question. I get this type of question so frequently. Mm-hmm. So um, hormonal imbalances and recurring headaches mm-hmm. are both very constitutional. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, everybody wants the sort a of
0: quick, fix, quick for that. fix,
2: the easy answer, here, take this, it'll it'll do the trick. Yeah, It just doesn't work that way. Okay. So um, if someone came, again, like back to the original example that we talked about, if someone came to see for me a migraine. for a migraine yeah. or a headache or a PMS or hormonal imbalance, all of those would need deep, um, deep homeopathic work, a lot of individualized attention and focus, and a very personal choice of remedy. That is, would have are there, to do with the whole person, not just the headache.
0: Are there like but are is there like a level up of remedy that could because I, well, I did want to ask this because really you saw the picture before of like the there's like you know, we're we're talking about specific remedies for acute situations, which I know you feel very confident that anybody could use, but there's like a whole wall of stuff available over the counter are those effective? Can they? Can people go? And I mean, I've talked to the Whole Foods person or the health food store and asked them, like, what can I take for this and that? Is that okay to to well, look yes, at those things? How, how?
2: Yes and no. Yes. So um, you'll notice that on a vial of homeopathic remedy, um, there's usually also an indicator. I'm not seeing right. one there. But, right. um certainly we'll see them because they're right it'll say by the like this FDA. is for swelling or this yeah. is for this one says spasmodic dry cough worsened at night and by heat that that's not incorrect however the reason that those indicators we call them are they're just kind of one liners like the yeah. tagline for yeah. that remedy and the reason that they're on the bottle is because they're required by the FDA okay but the downside is that that is so unhomeopathic to say that this remedy is used for this specific symptom. thing only. Uh-huh. Actually, it could be used for a wide variety of things as long as it as long as the pattern of the symptom matched the pattern of the remedy. So it's much more complicated to find the right remedy than just reading the tagline. okay. so the the problem is that people go into the store and they, they shop off the shelf by just reading the indicators. That's not a good way to do it. A good way to treat acutely at home, like I said, is to get some books, mm-hmm. talk to practitioners, in the, talk to practitioners, mm-hmm. talk to um, professionals in the store, get some guidance of some kind, mm-hmm. but don't just shop off the shelf mm-hmm. when
0: using the indicators. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the well, you know, we're we're kind of looking at where new consciousness is going and as well as where health is evolving into. And uh one of the authors um that I've read is Charles Eisenstein's book, uh, The Ascent of Humanity, and he talks about um homeopathy and I wanted to share some of these quotes with you from from this book just in the way of um, this, this new story and this new model of how we're living and being in the world instead of, I mean, some of it is, is just a, a different, is, is utilizing the body's natural mechanisms to heal itself. It's kind of like helping it along as opposed to, you know, you know pulling it in one direction or another. So um, just wanted to offer those. We could take a minute
2: to talk about the idea of suppression. Yes. That's a really key concept in defining homeopathy versus conventional medicine. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that in conventional medicine, the the mechanism of the, the function of the medicine is to go in and be an anti-something, right? right. Whatever symptom the person has... We're going to give right, a like sort of mechanical kind of um, treatment that's going to get rid of the symptom.
0: Uh-huh. Like so cough, dry cough, cough for, for instance. Right. Cough a cough suppressant Right.
2: a good example, cough, or um, an anti-inflammatory for a headache. So it will alleviate the symptom. Okay. However... It didn't do it in, in homeopathic philosophy, all it did was actually just suppress the symptom. Nothing was done to address the underlying cause of the symptom. So homeopathic philosophy being entirely different, um, the way that that medicine the way that homeopathy works is that the medicine is going in and actually engaging with the vital force in the body or you could call it the Chi or the immune system mm-hmm. and asking it to, to step up and perform better
3: mm-hmm.
0: And when it does, it's like immune system come here and address this uh, yeah, address essentially
2: this. that's right yeah. And then when right. it does, the symptom is alleviated from the inside out in a natural and lasting way that actually strengthens the body Hmm. instead of weakening it through suppression.
0: Wow, okay. We have, I think we have more questions from Tam from the audience.
3: Yes, we have a ton of questions. Um, Before we end this segment, I just want to remind everyone who's live on this call that we will continue um, answering your questions for 15 minutes uh, longer so that you can have specific questions that you've presented addressed. Um, a couple of things before we go into the questions. Um, if you are interested in sharing what's in your cabinet, um, as in the pictures that Cindy has shared and Shayna, please uh, snap a shot, share it on our Facebook community page, She Living TV community page. We also have a business page under She Living TV. You can find us there. Uh, she Living TV, it will be launching live if you like this kind of content and you like tea with she, um, you can go and subscribe as um, to gain access to our website and be able to get this valuable content on an ongoing uh,
0: weekly, monthly, yearly basis. Thank you so much for joining us on Tea with She. Uh, you can also look at past, um, past episodes on She Living TV. Uh, thanks, and we'll see you again.